Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 151 for October 30th. It's the day before Halloween, and we're here to scare your socks off. There's something. Mm, I don't. I doubt that somehow. No. <laughs> Boo. Is that, is that how that works? No. No. We need a we need a zombusical like Drunken Gamers Radio has, where you have a zombie musical that every all of us participate in. So can we a do zombie, a zombie musical? A zombie based musical, yes. <laughs> they made the a only whole zombie album. thing I would want at this <laughs> point awesome. is like Twilight of Zombies. I want like sexy teenage zombies. If we're gonna do a skit, we need to tap Jooms. I don't know if you've been listening to the backtrack lately, but they've been pretty epic. Oh, good. Why doesn't he come on my show or invite me on his? What's up with that? Uh, Wow. Trying to minimize nah. cross podcast chatter. Why? We should have, we should embrace each other. We should have more cross podcast chatter. We should have I think cross podcast arguments. You. Is what I want. What? Uh, that's what seventh is for, right? He's he's scared of what? I think he's scared of hugging you. He's scared of hugging me. A jerk. I'll he's show him. I'll we'll make him regret him. not hugging me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there goes Jooms ever going to E3. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you people, honestly? <laughs> Freaks. Oh. Speaking of which, who are you people? Oh, well, I'm Chris Privetier, your host. You are Emmanuel Marino. Yes, I am. Thank that you. That lovely I'm lady was um, Anna Marie Neufeld. Hello. And Canada's favorite. Over from England, we have John Yerworth. Yo. Yeah, we just import all of our podcasters. Yo. We're cool like that. And new to the show, we've got Paul Engeman. Hurricane How's it victim. going? Hurricane victim, Paul Engeman. <laughs> Survived the great Midwest hurricane of, of 2010. Yep. Uh, only a few casualties. Some flower pots actually, and a somebody, satellite dish. Somebody actually did die in those windstorms the other day at UCLA. Oh, really? Or not UCLA, but... Um, Someone died at UCLA? What? Yeah, that would not be in Midwest, would it? <laughs> I'd be kind of worried. It looks like a popular <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I hope not. I mean, what's in Illinois? There's a big popular football school in Illinois. UCI, Illinois. Northern Illinois University? No. Yes. Okay. That's where I went, so I think it's big and popular. <laughs> oh, Bulldogs. No, they're uh, the Huskies. Go Huskies. It was a dog I was close to. <laughs> what? Huskies. Alright. Whatever. I give up. Um Ironically. I've got oh, did I introduce everybody? I did. Okay, good. Yeah, you did. I, I thought I was like, who am I missing? I I never went to a school with a good mascot. Like my junior high was the Spartans and then my high school was the Trojans. Oh how, there you go. Where, oh, where's Trojans? Notre Dame? South Bend, Indiana. Okay, so it's an Indiana school. And he died yeah. in the windstorm because he was out filming a football game and he was on one of those tall towers to do it from. And it blew over. That's a bad The idea. whole tower blew over, so he didn't blow off. And he tweeted just before that that it was terrifying oh. up there. So it's like scary. Wow. <laughs> it just makes me wonder if he tweeted, maybe go down. Yeah, I don't know. Um, apparently it was a Dignation fan, so all the Dignation people are like, Mourning him and everything. Oh, okay. It's, it's very sad. That's what Twitter was talking about. Yeah. That's a downer. I'm sorry. All right. So why did, why did I feel the, the need to bring that up? I don't know. 
Yeah, he was talking about flower pots in a dish, and you said you went, you got real on us. I got real on you. I'm sorry. I didn't have any casuals in Madison that I know of. Casual That's good. Keys. My, my casual gamers in Madison. Casual gamers in Madison. He made sure to keep your cats inside. We would have been sad if they had gone. So let's talk about forum feedback. All right. Great transition, Chris. <laughs> uh, how about uh, from Silktail, who's also in England? Do you know her, John? Sorry, what? Huh? Do you know Silktail? No, I don't. Oh. Boy, this is racist. You're both she's in England. Not, know each she's other. not English. It says location, England. Yeah, didn't she move there to get married, or am I thinking of somebody else? So she's there. They should know each other. That's it. Small country. Yeah, yeah, like the six people I know in Canada, right? I know. What's up with that? All right. Do you know John Stack? <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> Sorry, no. the guy from Growing Pains. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we've got a statement from Silktail who's giving us a response to the question we brought up last week. Tell us scary Halloween games to play. People want to have stuff to play tomorrow. So, um, recommendations are Ener- Eternal Darkness for Entertainment, and that's all she's got. So hey. He. He? Silktail's so, a girl, guy? Yeah. Oh. He, that's all he's got. He's like, I want to say Eternal Darkness for Entertainment. Let's see. What do I know? His name is Silktail, all right? Silktail. <sighs> Guy's got to pick more gender-appropriate nicknames. All right. I was planning... I, he wasn't planning to do anything special for Halloween either. It doesn't seem quite as big a deal around here. Is that true? Is it not a big deal in England? Um... Oh, no, actually, no. It's a big enough deal so that um, supermarkets will not sell eggs or flour to anyone under 18 until after Halloween. Hmm. I am serious about that. <laughs> yeah, we... uh That's kind of weird. We apparently have a... Uh, have a similar policy at the grocery store that I'm at. But it's only for massive quantities. Oh, all right. It was a bunch of giggling 16-year-olds, and they're buying a bag of 10-kilo flour and six packages of eggs. We're going to say no. No, they they have – the the sign at the the store I was at today literally said uh, no, no eggs or flour for anyone under 18. You know, it's funny. Like – I don't I like think that. anyone causes more trouble with this kind of stuff than us, and we'll probably sell you some fireworks at the same time. It's like, oh, yeah, some, you want some eggs and some flour? How about some fireworks? Hey, I am in water a water balloons. <laughs> well, I'm in a city that's known for its Halloween rooting, um, rowdiness, and unfortunately, they started. Uh, so, Madison, University of Madison has a big Halloween party every year. Like all the students have this huge Halloween party, which is basically like go to the street that has all the bars and riot. Um, is kind of the tradition. So it's fun for the students, right? Anytime you have a good riot. Mm. Um, so they decided, you know, this is bad. It's making us look bad. Um, apparently half the people who were at the party were coming from colleges in the surrounding states just for the party. <laughs> so that's something. They have just thousands and thousands and thousands of people downtown just being ru- causing a ruckus. So they said, oh, we'll take care of that. And they put up barriers and they charge admission now. So now, now the city makes money that goes towards the police costs. <laughs> and every year it was like, oh, here's this, the, the day after Halloween was like, oh, I can't wait for all the news stories about the tear gas they had to use town town. And now, like, lately it's gotten all boring and it's, <laughs> they're just killing it. So so college kids are are cheap and broke? Is that what you're trying to tell me? What, because they won't pay for admission? No, because <laughs> the, the city stepped up and, like, really 
is controlling it now. And like at a certain hour, they like walk horses down the street and drive everyone out and everything. And it's like, it's like Tiananmen Square, but not as bloody. Um, Tiananmen Square with sexy witches. (laughs) (laughs) If you can say that comparison, which I suppose not. Oh my gosh, Silktail's in the chat room. I'm sorry, Mr. Silktail. What, you didn't notice? No. It's a long list. Oh, it's a type of, it's a, it's a vampiric bird. No, it's a regular bird from Fiji. I don't know what that means. Okay. So there you go. So, and how about them scary games? It's near threatened. This bird is near threatened, Arky guys. Gamer, it's, it's near the threatened. It's for gender confusing and gender bending. That's right. And this, this bird needs our protection. So we all need to go to Fiji, capture one, and raise it and breed them. All right? That's the new RP Gamer conservation effort. So we're going to do that. That's our next charity effort, all right? Everyone on board with that? Do I need to make a drawing for that one, too? Yeah, I probably do. Probably. probably. No, no game but if scary. nothing else, make sure you tweet about it. That was really a scary game. Hmm. That's okay. Apparently, Stage thought I was... Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> For Futa, I don't know what that is. I don't want to know what that is. Don't, right. don't want, ask. You do not want to know. You do not want <laughs> I had a to feeling. know. All right. This is a family-friendly show. Family-friendly show. When you're older. All right. Uh, Emerald Suzaku writes in this, the message boards and lets us know, I was considering doing a Resident Evil mini-marathon of Thorts for Halloween. We'll see. It's not like it hasn't been done before or anything. So that's their suggestion. Male or female. I oh, know. why did I Google that? <laughs> Oops. Yeah, don't Google that. All right. Uh, no, the... no, 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 no. You should Google it and switch to images, and then hit "I'm feeling lucky." Enter safe browsing <laughs> mode first. All right. Uh, next letter is from the madness. Uh, says, "Geez, I haven't replied to one of these in a while. Not since I my let's see, one broke my MP3 player. I think. Oh, that's right. We broke his MP3 player." Good of us. Anyway, Chris, on the subject of your confusion over the Shadow Hearts series, Shadow Hearts from the New World is the one you're thinking of. It takes place in an alternate reality, Prohibition-era America, and has characters such as a mariachi who plays songs that turn his guitar into a flamethrower and a missile launcher, a lady vampire slash magical girl who turns into a uh, curvy or skinny version of herself based on the calories and the blood she drinks, uh, German ninjas who turn random objects such as cacti into swords by sticking sword handles on them, and giant talking cats that practice drunken boxing, complete with booze. So yeah, Fierce is the grotesque and frightening monster enemies, but the rest of the atmosphere detracts from the scare factor. So that explains that Shadow Hearts series game I was looking for last week, John. Ah, yeah. I'm not, I am not familiar with it. Uh, also has a couple suggestions for us for scary games to play for Halloween. First off, SMT games, possibly? Maybe Demon Souls. Yeah, that's always a good one. At least there's a very real, real fear that you're going to get your butt kicked in Demon Souls. It's like, that is true. I think it's probably like one of the best games you could play. Oh, is the letter keep going? Or Mm-mm. I was going to say like one of like some of the best games you could play during Halloween is maybe an MMO because those are the things that are going to have special events and special items you can yeah, only do. Yeah, we covered do. that last week actually with a bunch oh. of them. There, every one of them pretty much is having something. Yeah, cool. Hell, even Team Fortress Two is adding something. The and the best. Horseless, headless horseman. <laughs> and the best part is that you can dress up in all of these games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Take out your best avatar. I don't know. Take out your best, your scary helm. I don't know. World of Dresscraft. Awesome. <laughs> Costume quest. World, right? of, like world, the, of, world of Armorcraft. World of Armorcraft. 
Isn't Costume Quest D a Halloween game? Uh, yeah, play Costume Quest, except it's not scary. So no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> go, if you want scary, uh, I think I mentioned it last week, but um, I think it's I think it's Thief Deadly Shadows has the Shalebridge Cradle level. Go and play that. Oh, okay. Clock Tower. Go play. Uh, go play the um the scary level in Half Life Two. Oh, oh we don't go to Ravenholm. Ravenholm. That's right. It's a great area. Uh, that's what every game needs. Yeah. <laughs> are there any RPGs of zombies out of Yes, there's a bunch, right? Uh, but like that's like the whole mechanic is like. If there are, I want to boycott them because I'm just done with zombies. Tired of zombies. Oh, I'm not the only one then. That's nice to know. The it's basically is... you and everyone else. No, yeah. no, I was done with zombies about a month ago. Two after weeks all ago. Two years started. ago. Yeah. yeah. I draw the line at Left 4 Dead 2. <laughs> Yeah, steampunk is the new hotness, and then we'll be sick of steampunk, and then... Oh, how do you get sick of steampunk, man? When it appears on Castle, on primetime TV, on ABC, you'll get sick of it. <laughs> yeah, but that was pretty cool on Castle. <laughs> Come on! So it already happened? <laughs> it happened last week. <laughs> oh, I have to have Mike, ask Michael about that. He watches Castle. Hmm. Physic wants uh, no more zombies, but he, just, he does want female lepers. <laughs> female lepers? Right, play WoW, you can get female gnome lepers. Or, oh, wait, those are female leper gnomes. Not the same what? thing. Yeah, that's what I said. All right, Mickle Nixon wrote in through the emails and says, While I'm writing the podcast, I might as well ask a question. I was wondering, what do the people on the cast find to be the most appealing character designs for RPGs or even games in general? The overdrawn and bulky look of Warhammer 40K and Darksiders? The surreal fantasy look of Yoshitako Amano's artwork? The way-too-damn-many-belts look that Nomura tends to do? Personally, he likes a more subdued look. I want it to be feasible for the character in question to have gotten up in the morning and been able to put it on, but also for the outfit to be in character. So he loves the designs in Persona 3 and Persona 4 for this reason. Can I pick the cheap answer? Yeah. It depends on the game. That's a pretty cheap answer. Cheap as it is, that, that's kind of my answer, too. Like, I really like Persona 3 and 4 at the same time. I actually really dug Lulu's belt costume. I mean, it worked I liked her for... belt costume, yeah. No, I, I, mean, I, I, I don't sexy. really... I don't have, a, I don't have an issue with uh, Amano or Nomura's designs. I, I have an issue with Amano's actual source artwork, and I think you need somebody there to translate it into something you want to actually look at and don't feel sorry for. Uh, sometimes that, person is, that person is about to die, you know, <laughs> is what it looks like. And then, they, they need, they need are, help. I think occasionally it does work, though. I think, um, the, for example, a couple of the character design, designs in um, Dissidia are almost identical to um, Amano's artwork for that character. Um, I think uh, Warrior of Light, for example, looks almost exactly as Amano drew him with very little alteration. But yeah, no, I, I I can also agree with that as well. But you know, he needs, I, he, needs an, he needs an interpreter. I think when it comes to the character designs, I sort of I look for what complements the setting. Like in Fallout, all those character designs make perfect sense. It's just a bunch of rags that people sort of cobble together and patch together, and it looks nice. Well, for what for what you have, but at the same time, something like Diablo three, you really do want like as exaggerated as possible armor sets, so you can actually see it when you're hovering above their heads, like thirty feet away. Hmm. I personally am not a big fan of the kind of of either kind of over muscular designs or uh, or the World of Warcraft patented shoulder pads of justice. They always piss I'm me sorry, off. I'm sorry, we do not need any more breast pads. 
I mean, shoulder pads. <laughs> is, is that the final word on the issue? No, no giant shoulders. Hmm. Um, you know, and it's funny because every once in a while a game will come out with a graphical style that I, I, I'm not going to say doesn't fit, but that is a new juxtaposition. Like, Torchlight comes to mind. Because it's, um, I don't want to say chibi, that's not the right word for it. But it's a surprisingly bright and very fairy taley drawing style in a very dark dungeon crawly game. I just, I like that. I have to issue a correction. This letters writer's name is actually Michael Nixon. Apparently, oh, yeah, like, he was on the uh, he was on the call for for extra life. Yep, for extra life. And yeah, we played it. Um, was it X Chat together or X Sketch? Yeah, X Sketch. X Sketch with us. So there we go. And I actually asked him about the pronunciation of his name, Thank and I course. forgot because it's spelled, it's spelled more weirdly than Michael's, the other Michael, not Michael, but Michael. Right. Oh, that Michael, not yeah. the other. Okay. Yeah, Michael. not Michael, but Michael. Okay. Right. All right, so if you'd like to leave feedback for the show, we got a number of ways for you to do it. First off, email us at podcast at rpgamer.com. Send us your notes or send us your MP3 audio files. We'll play them right here on the f- show. You can also leave a message board. Go to rpgamer.com slash rpgcast. Click the discuss link for the episode that you would like to leave comments for, hopefully the most recent one because that's really what we check. And we can read those on the show like we did today. And finally, you can leave us a voicemail at 608 429 no, 608-729-4098, 608-729-4098, and we'll play your voicemail right here on the show, and we love it when people like Hiffy Kezzy send us in raps, we love it when Team Rocket sends us in sketches, and all that stuff is missing lately. We love it when Garrett Lindquist sends us music, but he now works for the site, so that means he's going to be distracted and never making music for me again, which makes me sad, and... <laughs> Oh, well. You know what? We haven't had for a long time. We haven't had a Hank Hill phone call. Mm-mm. We have not had a Hank Hill phone call. That's a good point. We need one of those done from under a desk in the office. Cause I sell the propane. <laughs> I'll sell propane. I can't do it. I just can't do it. All right. There you go. I know what I'm going for as Halloween. Oh. My cat has a rubber band. I'll be right back. Entertain the people. Wuzzle wuzzle. Wow, that fell, that, that fell flat right, remarkably back. quickly. What? <laughs> I, love, I love how you said entertain them and we just sort of sat there quietly. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad I can trust you guys to always pick up for me. I said wuzzle wuzzle. Wuzzle wuzzle. All right, so I've got some good news for people. If you've been waiting for extra life drawing results, I've got them. Great. So, this is going to be a long list, so let me run through it. We've got winners from Extra Life Contest. These are people who were hopefully in the U.S. and Canada. They won, and now they need to email us their information so we can send them their prize. So, the winners are Matthew Jodwan or Jodwin. He won Atelier Annie. Uh, Michael Rick, Ricker or Richer won a printy t-shirt. Uh, Michael Nixon won Phantom Brave We Meet Again for the Wii. Sarah Carter won a pretty plushie. Sue Marcello won a printy t-shirt. Valerie Marland won Disgaea 2 PSP. 
Ada Good Lovelace game. won Victorious Boxers Revolution. Bonnie Erst, Ernst Berger won Valhalla Knights 2. David Vongfichak won Samurai Showdown Sen for the 360. Dallin Bratt won Half Minute Hero for the PSP. Judy Yen won Valhalla Knights for the PSP. Jason Rose won Lunar Silver Star Harmony for the PSP. Nathan Iutsi uh, won Wild Arms XF. S. Beckett, don't know what the first name is, won Arc Rise Fantasia for the Wii. Sarah White won Valhalla Knights Eldar Saga. And then um, we also have a bunch of independent codes and other games. Andrew Butash won, or Budish, won Steam Code for Reseteer. Barbara Lee won Reseteer. Uh, Brian Marcello won a Sonic Adventure Code for the PS3. Charles Spies won Cthulhu Saves the World. John Klassen won a re- copy of Reseteer. Kyle Green won Reseteer. Linda Webb won Reseteer. Shayla Duval won Sonic Adventure Code. And Solomon Stein won Cthulhu Saves the World. So, congratulations to everybody who won. Um, I think the Cthulhu Saves the World codes in particular will need to come out a bit later because the game isn't released yet. So I don't know how that's yeah, going to work. Robert actually left a message on the forum. So it was like, hey, get to the codes as soon as we can. Yep, that's fine. Uh, in order to claim your prize, you need to email us your address. Now, if you want a code, we just need your email. So just email us and say, hey... I'm this person, and I won. If you won a physical copy, which is everyone who did not win something that says code, you need to send us your e- your actual mailing address, one that will hopefully work and not reject a package, to podcast at rpgamer.com. We're waiting a week, um, so probably next Thursday is when we're going to cut it off, and any prizes that were not claimed, I'm going to redistribute um, among uh, the winners. Is that Am I going to redistribute it among the winners, or am I going to open it up to other people? Hmm. I guess I'll redistribute it among the winners because otherwise I'm just going to keep waiting a week and then waiting a week and then waiting a week and that's not good either. Yeah, I'll have to just redistribute it among the winners um, unless it's a code and then we might do something fancy and try and contact people. Um, but And that'll save us on shipping costs too. So yeah, you better claim your prize if you won. Otherwise you're not going to win. You're not going to win. Um, I'm just trying to encourage people because I think I've only had half of them claimed so far and it's been a few days. So we need to lock this story on top of the site too. So email podcast at rpgamer.com with the subject line extra life drawing information and then I will see your stuff and I can send it to you and uh, you'll be happy. Well, some of the games people may arguably be happy or not be happy and then I can understand them not claiming them. But uh, (laughs) most of them I think people will be happy, don't you? I guess you could always eBay them, right? No, no response from anybody. Jeez, break. Uh, Michael says he'll be happy. Nobody on the podcast is happy right now, so I'm going to move on to the next news story because we're talking to Atlas, talking about Innocent Sin on the PSP. Who's been waiting for Persona Two? Hooray! Um, Yay. Well, you're going to have to keep waiting because this is just Japan. Um, wow. Persona 2 Innocent yeah. Sin is on the PSP. It's been announced. Uh, it's never been released in the U.S., though I've seen many copies of it in the U.S. at like gaming conventions where people are selling them. The problem is they're all in Japanese, so figure that out. Um, now, did Persona 2 actually release here and just not the Innocent Sin version of it? or is Yeah, Innocent... so Innocent Sin is the first half, and then Eternal Punishment is the second half. Mm-hmm. And there's 
a fair amount of quote unquote controversy. Wait, 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 now wait a second. So they're going to only remake the first half of Persona Two on the PS? I'm sure they will remake Eternal Punishment. Well, why don't they as well? just make it as one game? Yeah, I was it's thinking it's too must have big. A... Is it really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, so wait, each one would... is Persona sized? Yeah. Ooh. When you say too big, you mean like a uh, file size? Just way too no. big? No. Oh, it's a okay. big you do long not want game. Apparently, fifty-hour game. Says you. Well, that's what the Persona <laughs> games end up being anyway. I know. <laughs> Actually, I'm almost done. P3 on the PSP. I think I'm going to clock it in at about 80. Ah. It's pretty good. <laughs> Speed it's, run. <laughs> I finished... Uh, when I played it on the PS2, I played on easy. I think I finished it at 105 hours. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and right. now I'm playing normal and I'm faster. Figure that one out. All right, so this is uh, just like the first Persona. You get to speak to enemy demons and negotiate with them. So it's kind of like the mainline SMT games in that respect, right? So, because demon negotiation is something that falls out of the later Personas. Um, And other changes, you have a wider battle screen for stronger area attacks. I don't know how those are linked together, but that's there. Combination attacks, new battle menu interfaces, dungeon mini-maps, yay! Um, and of course, we have no North American release, but given Atlas bringing over every other PSP remake of this series, there's a good chance we'll get it. Um, I guess eventually, assume, yeah. If they feel like doing the the translation work, and I'm sure it'll, I'm sure these are big commitments for translation work since they're so long. So, okay, well, hope people can hope again that they'll finally get Innocent Sin. This is the one that has music by a different guy than the other games in the series. So be interested to see how that music compares to the rest of the series that's what i care about here because i like the music of this series okay no one else cares gog.com how about that you care about gog.com no we always care about gog.com oh complete opposite answers well i think some people may still be a little bit bitter about that you know marketing stunt ah okay Well, if you're Still. not, and you've been jonesing for some Neverwinter Nights, you can pick up the Diamond Edition, which has all the expansion packs for it, for, well, all the retail expansion packs for it. I think there was some later on purchase online only content, perhaps. I don't know how that works. But it's nine ninety nine on GOG, and you can download it, and it can be found. We give a link for it. Um, this is like something I think Bioware still sells online, so it's kind of interesting to see it show up on GOG. I'm I'm pretty sure I've occasionally seen the odd copy of it in 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 stores actually. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's Neverwinter Nights. E- even if you don't care about the uh, retail content, that's a game that has tons and tons and tons of user created content. And there's like some really good packs out there. I've heard good things about. So you can like for your nine ninety nine, you're getting a lot of game. So. Uh, another thing to know, there's some contests um, that GOG is running. Uh, let's see, are these worth talking about? Let's see. Create a module for Neverwinter Nights called The Tale of the DRM Monster and the Treasure of GOG. That's rather self-promoting. Um, and the second contest wants you to make a model and animations for a DRM monster for use in the game. And, uh, okay, so if you win those contests, you get free game downloads from their sites. And the contest runs till November 24th, so get on that mod making, because usually I would think a good mod takes longer than that to make. But uh, you can find details and GOG's site. So, go for it. So, you don't like GOG, but maybe you have an iPhone? 
and you're looking for something to play and you're like, I need some good RPGs. Please give me some good RPGs. Well, I don't know if it's good or not, but here's an RPG called Ash that's coming out on November 9th. We've got a trailer up on our site you can take a look at. And do any of you guys know anything about this game, Ash? Not Archaic Seal Heat. We have an impression up. (laughs) We have an impression up. So go read our impression of it, and maybe it'll tell you if it's something you're interested in. It's looking very very early 32-bit era graphics. Very early. It's got that big, chunky RPG Maker look to it. You know what I'm talking about? I'm still stuck with... um, uh game dev story that you recommended to me last week <laughs> yeah damn I, I you need, I damn need, you Chris. you know what they need for game dev story is the uh, pc version to come out here PC version? yeah the pc I version i guess was first so and bad. it's free and it's Wait, in Jap- a, japanese a... only oh that doesn't stop because they're a japanese developer so um yeah they okay, have tom get the rest of the de- uh guys to do yeah it. yeah that's what i was about to say <laughs> So if you have a machine that's capable of displaying Japanese fonts and programs, which you have to change some settings for that to work right. So if you know how to do that, and you download it, and you can read Japanese, you can play Game Dev Story, which looks like the PC version has tons more options, tons more things to worry about leveling and stuff. So it's it's more involved, and that's exactly what I was kind of hoping. That if they make a follow-up to Game Dev Story on the iPhone, I'm hoping for one that's more involved and more more tweaky, more things to worry about. And that, that's what this one looks like. So um, anyway, Ash, uh, we were talking about Ash. And uh, go read the um, impression and, uh, and so forth. And look forward to it on November 9th. Indeed. Indeed. But if that's no good for you, how about an Xbox Live game? I got I got ton, I got downloadable content coming out of the, my ears here. I got God games, I got iPhone games, now I got Xbox Live games. Fairy Legends of Avalon coming out on November 10th. This is where you pick up a role as either an elf or a fairy and visit the vast world of Avalon. You're sent to save a dying world. Um, choices impact the outcome of the story. Uh, it's a 10 to 15 hour game, and there's side quests, and that's all I know about it because I've never heard about it before today. What about you guys? All I know yeah, is this a... one sort of just snuck out and was like oogie boogie, and I went ah. Yeah, there's a there's a screenshot of a fairy talking to a bee, so apparently you have some interesting conversations. I don't know how it's working. Um, Unfortunately, the two best people who I feel who could probably boss. comment on this aren't here. Who are they? Becky and Sam. That's too bad. But then they again, we've been make I think we've been making jokes about it all week. So fairy. Uh. So if you like, maybe you're just a fairy fan person. I want to be gender inclusive there. Um, I don't know. But if you're not a fairy fan person, you might be a console fan person. And we got a game for you. All right. So check this one out. PlayStation 3 called Hyperdimension Neptunia. Hey, Keldaris, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I haven't heard from you in a while. Oh, I just want to make sure you were live. I'm, th- yeah, this this just... game's for you, man. This is for you, as you are a fan of the Jaguar, I know. Um, yep. And you want to see it two. anthropomorphized and kicking ass. So this is <laughs> Hyperdimension Neptunia. It's coming out in the North America and Europe sometime in spring 2011. Uh, it's also been called Super Dimensional Game Neptune, which I will honestly say I prefer Super Dimensional Game Neptune, but I will settle for Hyperdimension Neptunia. It's called The Story of Four Goddesses Called the Console Patron Units. 
CPUs, who much pro- they must protect the world of game industry. <laughs> oh, yeah, ga- game any game any industry <laughs> from the evil R four. What is R four referring to? It's a reference to the um, R four flash card. Oh, okay, R four. Okay, which allows people to pirate DS games. R four. On their journey, they will encounter the personified versions of various game companies, and will even learn to summon characters from classic games to help them in battle. I can only imagine the licensing headaches here. Um, well, or is it parody? Can you just sidestep it, maybe? I, I think when uh, the, when the Japanese trailer for for Neptune hit the PSN, I think they made a relatively big deal over the fact that they had kind of they had managed to get over these licensing issues and could include these games. Well, yeah, but then when you come to the US, it's like you have to do it all again usually. So. Yeah, but then again, it's not stopped certain companies before. I mean, just look yeah. at Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Well, where is my Namco cross Capcom? That's what I want. Uh, believe me, you're not the only one who wants that. Yeah, and where is it? Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> Tatsunoko versus Capcom's easy because nobody owns Tatsunoko over here. It's not a popular series or hey, popular I, I, publisher. I don't know. I don't know. Some of the series were reasonable. <laughs> Nobody's popular. heard any of those series. None of them. One, what, name one of those series that was popular in the U.S. Tekkerman Blade. No. <laughs> so There's you're like in England. You don't even know. That. <laughs> No. <laughs> Tekuman Blade. I don't even know. All right. Anyway, so this is awesome. This game sounds awesome and it'll probably suck because it's a, you know, it's a parody concept game and those just usually don't go all that well. Um especially since it looks like something that belongs under Axis Publishing because it's got a lot of uh risque imagery in its ads. Fans remember service. the sausage game, for example, um whatever that was called. Oh, Agaras. No, this is much better than Agaras. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right, so hopefully it's better. Well, you don't have to try particularly hard to be better than Agaras. And just to be clear, NIS America is publishing this one. So uh, look forward to that in the spring. And until then, get ready for some really weird screenshots, screenshots concept arts, and ads, because this is going to be a strange one. <laughs> and to be perfectly honest, I, I st- it's probably still better than, say, uh, Criminal Girls. Ah. You know? All right. <laughs> Criminal Girls. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Did that come out here? No. Okay. I, I, it hasn't been announced. But okay. Probably won't yeah, be. Yeah, <laughs> that's worse. Far worse. Okay. Um, now, you might care about this, John. NIS America has released some dates for PAL releases. That's like your region. Yep. yep. Certainly is. So they're saying over on the PAL PlayStation Network, that's the, the European one for people who are wondering at home in the U.S., they are going to get Cladoon. This is an RPG uh, sometime in mid-November. They're going to get ZHP, Unlosing Ranger versus Dark, Dearth, Evil, Dark Death Evil Man on November 3rd. That's coming up really close here. And two other games announced, Disgaea Infinite, which is the visual novel based in the Disgaea world, and Printy 2, Dawn of Operation Panties, dude, um, sometime in mid-November and December, respectively. So look forward to some releases finally in the Europe region for those games that have been out here for a while with the exception of printy 2 which I don't I've been waiting I've been waiting for ZHP for a little while actually I'd so be interested gonna, in picking that one get up it. and uh, our review of that gave it a 4 out of 5 so you'd probably like it <laughs> um, that's assuming of course you can pull yourself away from champions online John I don't play champions online oh but maybe you should because apparently it's going free to play 
Uh, even so. <laughs> even so, you can download and enjoy the game at no cost, and there's be premium content on sale in the online C-Store. What a shock. Microtransactions rule when there's free-to-play. And, of course, you can have a gold subscription for 15 bucks a month, which unlocks most of the game's content and includes extra features, though those features were not detailed at the time that 1UP wrote this story. So, yeah, that's it. They're going free to play uh, as well because it's working the, uh, for everybody. The, the news of um, the news of uh, champions going free to play has sparked quite a lot of discussion over on the official forums for City of Heroes. It's sort of most direct competitor, yes, which still but uses I think, subscription model. Yeah, but yeah, but the reason Champions Online is going free to play, let's be honest, is because it isn't doing well. No, it's people not. who want to play superhero MMO are playing what City of Heroes. <laughs> so I I don't know. I think that's why. City of Heroes probably not going um, free to play anytime soon, but uh, oh, there has what been talk of it apparently. Apparently, talk of it on the forums or talk of it by the developers. I believe there has been or talk, talk of it by the developers, developers on the forums, maybe. So, but ultimately, the de- the, the decision still lies with um, NCSoft Corporate. Ah, you know the, the big corporate monolith that is NCSoft. NCSoft. Anna, you'd know this. Does NCSoft have any free to play games? Uh... She's not here. Um, she muted Guild herself. Wars, technically? Nah, that doesn't Guild count. Guild Wars but... is buy-to-play. Yeah, it's buy-to-play, but they did throw ma- microtransactions in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is no subscription fee. And Anna apparently is in bed and turning over and she's going back Sorry. to sleep. <laughs> you got a lot of rubbing against your microphone and you're yawning, so I don't know what's going on there. Very, oh, very I'm sorry. Weird. I didn't realize <laughs> it's like, that oh, I was rubbing uh, against my rub, microphone. Rub, rub, rub. Oh, good night. <laughs> <laughs> boring podcast <laughs> hate talking to you we already put Manny to sleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's gone man he's totally gone even Paul's still here but Manny we lost him yeah sorry so, I got distracted I was watching a wild live stream <laughs> you were watching a wow live stream apparently the hollows end event just started uh, like a, a week and a half ago yeah, oh, like dude. 10 days ago. I'm yeah. sorry, sure. I just clicked on Wild Insider. They had a link. Uh-huh. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Um, Manny, I need your expertise here, though. Okay, okay. Because it's time to talk about what's coming next for the PSP. Mm. And it looks like PSP might this time stand for PlayStation Phone. Mm. But only if it comes from Sony Ericsson. <laughs> Yes, so it seems like there's something going on here with the PSP or PSP2, and it's being melded with Android and turned into a phone device. I think this is, but that's the thing. I think that's the key thing here is that whatever this PlayStation phone becomes, it will not be the PSP2. You it's don't think so? Be, not at all. No way. Hmm. Because so, even um, as powerful as this machine's going to be, it's, it, well, to be, I should say, it's probably not going to be very powerful, but probably. Based on like initial specs or like talks, like what one gigahertz Android three point mm-hmm. it's not going to be running. Sorry, I was reading the story. And I killed my page on Chrome. All right, yeah, it, it's just not going to be as powerful enough to run like what we expect a PSP two game to run. Not to mention, needs you need to still conserve battery life so you can actually use it as a phone. Yeah, and I'm not sorry. Use it as a- Did no one learn anything from the plastic taco? What? Oh, the N-Gage. Well, the N-Gage had a problem where to change a battery, to change a game, you had to take out the battery. 
I know. And I, I'm, I'm assuming this will be digital only, so you won't have that issue. This- you know, it just feels like this is going to be a way to play games from the Android store or maybe some small PlayStation Mini type games. Well, they're it's, saying it's, it's based on the PSP1 tech, right? So it sounds like there'd be actual PlayStation portable games on here. And they've got all the buttons for it. And what's really interesting is that in the center of the phone, they've got kind of a weird, what looks to be potentially a multi-touch surface with two little dots for you to center your thumbs on and to use kind of as a replacement for analog sticks. Mm-hmm. Which, And the way it's designed is it looks like it has room for two sticks. So what does that mean? That could be interesting if they uh, follow through with it. Hmm. If. If. Well, yeah, if. This thing is, it looks pretty early still. Um, it's a physical model. It's probably an early prototype. Um, lots of sites reporting on this. Lots of people saying they've got good, solid sor- sources on this one. That's why everyone's kind of running with this story. And uh, <laughs> Sony originally said, oh, this is definitely fake. And then later said, we don't comment on rumor and, and speculation because... I'm not so sure it's definitely fake, any, fake anymore. They didn't say that part, but uh, they said they don't comment on rumor and speculation. So that uh, definitely brings in the realm of, oh, we hadn't heard of that. Oh, that's why we don't. That's why we say do not comment on rumor and speculation because there might be things I've never heard of. Oh, thanks. Now I know that. So now they do that. Yeah. And uh, so, have you heard the actual rumors for the PSP too, though? Like no. what's going to be in that? No, not lately. Not lately. All right. Uh, let me see. More details emerged on supposed PSP2. All right, here we go. So uh, let me see. These rumors, however, were different. Apparently, um, during TGS, there was some special, there were some secret meetings going on back at Sony HQ, and they're inviting uh, developers back there to actually check out a mock, sort of like an early prototype of what they, of what they uh, are calling the PSP2, which will probably be out by this fall. And it's saying it's going to be have like a big high definition display. Um, what else? Does it be an iPad? Uh, so more iPad-like, as from what I hear, like sort of like this bridge in between. Because I, I guess, what else do you have as, as as a PSP other than like a big, beautiful screen, right? You have buttons. I'm talking about in terms of DS, like a DS. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and controls in the back, right? They really still going uh, with that, huh? I'm gonna increase the All right. So there's gonna be a touch in the push on the back, but. Uh, I guess it's going to be up to developers to decide how to use that. Yay. Okay. Yeah, that just seems weird. I, I, I'm guessing it's not the primary, sort of like an, like an extra control mechanism if you want it. That's what I'm thinking. Hmm. So I'm trying to read as much about this as I can. Not much. You're right. Not much going on here. I'll get back to you on this. I don't know. Um, as far as the phone, for people who can't see the picture, um, which is everybody listening to the show right now, the uh, it, it looks like when it's all folded shut, it looks like a normal um, you know iPhone like smartphone, and it's running Android. But then instead of having a fold out keyboard where the top slides and exposes a keyboard, it has a fold out game pad section. So you get a D pad, you get your PlayStation buttons, start, select, um, some sort of home like button, and then the two little multi touch spots in the middle that are probably f- substitutes for analog stick. Oh. So. Um, if you had a choice of an iPhone or a PSP phone, what would you use, Manny? Hmm. I think at this point, an iPhone, because the PS, as it is, the current PSP, like, can get, what, like, four hours from an intensive game <laughs> like God of War? Yeah. Can so, you get, uh, imagine... 
How many hours of game dev story can you get on the iPhone, though? I don't know. You're right. It's, it's... I, I think it's comparable, more comparable than people would like to believe. But... I think at this point, I would just want a dedicated machine if I'm going to go play like a, hard, a real engaging, you know, sort of like a, a big game. If I want a big game, I'd rather go for like something on DS. Long battery life, designed from the ground up for this. Does I have to worry about balancing phone features and being a game system? Hmm. Okay. It seems like when I'm when I'm when I have my phone with me, it's or like an iPhone or iPod Touch with me, I'm I'm not really going to sit down and play this big, like Persona PSP for like a hundred hours. Here's what's interesting to me about a device like this: is not the fact that it's a phone; it's the fact that it's a real gaming machine with buttons that's always connected to a network. So if you had a DS that had 3G, I'd be just as excited. Um, it's, but it's mainly going to be connected like to... Is it also going to be connected to the Android store? That's what I want to know. Will you be able to play uh, Android games with these buttons? If it's running Android, you would think so. But are the developers going to develop for it? I don't know. Because you have to put that in support in your game, right? So, All right, Here's some tidbits I found for the PSP2. The story that was uh, okay. five days ago Yeah. from Kotaku. Um, currently, the PSP2 hardware is not finalized. As Sony's having problems balancing battery, power, and heat. Apparently, this thing is overheating a lot. Um, the screen is going to be, people are pointing the screen is going to be about an inch larger, which means the PSP itself is going to have to be larger too. Mm. And yeah, it's, there's still talk of that like, sort of an Apple-like multi-touch trackpad on the back of the device, and it'll be up to developers how to implement it. Nice. So this is supposedly happened during TGS in some secret meeting back at Sony headquarters. Secret meetings! I Yay, bet you that's where they meetings. decided to roll out PlayStation Rewards, which also are very secret. Um, I can verify that PlayStation Rewards are out, and I'm a member of it. They sent me an invite yesterday. Um, Is it because you're a PlayStation ago. Plus member? Because I'm a PS Plus member and a GAP member. But uh, GAP? Gaming Advisory Panel, which... Oh, that's something how'd else. you get to that? Um, they opened it up and pretty much invited everybody who was on their registered in the PlayStation site to join it at one point. So I joined it then. It's like, oh, I'm finally in. Oh, it doesn't matter as much anymore. It used to be a great program where you get like free games sent to you and stuff and you'd comment on them and not anymore. Um, now, as far as I can tell, GAP doesn't mean anything other than being kind of a little social network site for PlayStation stuff. Uh, anyway, because I was signed up for both of those, I got my invite in the PlayStation rewards and I have pretty much no rewards right now. Um this is weird. So let they, me get this right. Is it basically like Club Nintendo, but with no like clear goals to work for? That's or like exactly right. They have an explicit FAQ that says, "So um, why aren't you telling me what I need to do to get to the next level?" And they're like, "We want to reward you for your natural usage of the system. We don't want to uh, um, have artificial goals and stuff for you to be striving for." So basically, the all they've said is that you get rewards in response to doing the following things. Play new Blu-ray games on your PS3. Um, Download stuff off the PlayStation Store. Download stuff off of PlayStation Home. Um, Basically, spend money with them, and you'll get rewards. So it's kind of like an airline card, right? So if you spend money on uh, new PS3 games, new PSN games, new PlayStation Home avatar items, that sort of stuff, new movie downloads off the PSN Marketplace... You'll get rewards, and at some point you will go from select to pro to legendary, and there are three levels, and whatever. What do you get for these things? They don't say. They, they don't say. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what to do with that, but 
will this encourage you to go into home more comment no. on the PSN board to no, buy because more stuff? It, no, because it's not rewarding me for doing the free stuff. It's rewarding me for spending money. So hmm. I'm not going to spend money in home. I refuse to. So I there's no reason for me to go in home if the only way to get a reward is to spend money in home. So, so you're talking about like just buying like virtual furniture and that's yeah. how you get these. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the ways. But, you know, if you buy games, and I buy games on PSM, and I buy PS3 games, so that will work. And we'll see how many reward credits or points or whatever they're called for it and how it works out. But, yeah, whatever. So I'm in, but whatever. You know what's strange, though? When I always hear about these kind of programs, I always think, who would go into this? But apparently... Just about everyone I know and all the people I meet are like hardcore PlayStation fans. Mm-hmm. They don't. They would never consider owning an Xbox 360, and they just like it's like a surprising number of people, like these hardcore Sony fanboys. And I'm sure they're eating this up right away. Hmm. Well, well, there's just, nothing to eat up, though. Is the problem? I don't. I, I, so, that's what I think too. But then they're like, it's yeah, like I love home. You basically <laughs> you join it just because you should join it because you're going to get stuff for what you would normally do. It's like they're not pushing it as some sort of well, achievement really system. Preaching to the choir, though. I mean, if you're going to get PlayStation Plus, there's no reason to get PlayStation Plus if you're not going to buy PSN games. Exactly. Well, actually, I bought it so I don't have to really pay much for the PSN games. But yeah, yeah so you can get like the big discounts on them. Right? Yeah, yeah. How much is PSN Plus? Same as 50. Xbox Live. Fifty. Uh, so maybe a year. I should subscribe. I haven't decided yet. Do you buy a lot of PSN games? I buy a fair amount. I need a bigger right, hard drive for my they PS3. Give me discount, they give me discounts on those uh, import titles they've been doing, too. So that's what I like as well. Yeah, that's always nice. I'm just glad that they're finally bringing some Japanese-only titles over. They've all been Data East games, though. But and Aren't they all shmups? Uh, no, not all of them. There's one that is a, a weird puzzle game. And uh, what was the other one? I don't remember the other one. The rest, for the most part, have been shmups, but that's only been like six of them Yay, so far, or four shmup. of them. Yeah, well, yeah, shmups are good, so I want to get more import shmups I've never had a chance to try. Um, yep. I just would like them not to just be from Data East. I'd love to get some of the other ones, like Cave Games, for example, but whatever. What are you going to do? Um, buy a 360 and wait for Radiant Silver Gun. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm already doing that, so <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Don't you have it already, Chris? Yeah, but HD version would be nice. With Chivos. Well, yes, with achievements would be would be nice too. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, the achievements are going to be practically impossible to get, as far as I'm concerned. Because <laughs> it's a treasure game. Oh. Yep. Uh, then they're pointing out in the chat room Xbox Live isn't fifty a year anymore, and I will counter by saying if you're not stupid, you shouldn't be paying more than forty. Um, unfortunately, there's no cheap way to get PS Plus. So, in that respect, I guess you could consider PS Plus more expensive. Since those cards are always cheap for Xbox Live. Oh, let's see. And I don't know what else to say, so I think it's time. It's time, people, for... Anna to tell us what she's been playing this week. Yeah. Um... Thanks, Chris. Thanks to Chris, I've actually been playing WoW. Yeah. 
But yeah, other than that, I've also, I can't talk a lot about it because it's still embargoed, but I've actually been playing a game called Haunted Domains. You didn't tell me that. Is it a hidden image game? No, it is from okay. LOR, <laughs> okay. but it's not a hidden object game. Um, it's a time management game. Well, why is so it embargoed? You... We can't be reviewing that. No, it's just, I, it was given to me by the same girl that gives me all the other LOR games. <laughs> How do you spell LOR? A-L-A-W-A-R. All right. Time management game. It's time when you start it up, it so says, it's, turn this off and go do your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you are a girl and her dog, and you've just been fired from your job as a hotel manager. So your grandfather calls you up and says, hey, I have this really creepy mansion that I'm restoring. This is Can like you- every time management game story. Yep. Every single one of them. <laughs> so the the thing is, is that all of the monsters are very Halloween-y. Ooh. Why is it still embargoed? It should be out now. Because uh, it's not going to be out until next week. <laughs> Oops. It was supposed to be out this week. They <laughs> had to wait for a few days, squash a bug. Well, on their site, you can get a Mil- Emily's Cafe Halloween. Mm-hmm. So there's your Halloween fix for time management. Mm-hmm. So, and you can dress the cats up or something. Yes. <laughs> so it's pretty good. I'm stuck on level 37 or 38. I can't get enough points. Wow, you're really move. high leveled. Yeah. it's it's There's, I believe, 50 levels before the bonus content. I can't believe you're playing a time management game like it's something to finish. It's really <laughs> fun. Well, there, I mean, there is a finite number of levels. So. Are you hardcore into Sally's Spa or something? Or? No. Oh, okay. Sally's Cafe? No. You have achievements from that? No. No. I have no idea what you're referring to. Sally's Spa? Oh, jeez. Diner Dash? Sally is the girl from Diner Dash. Okay. And she's gone on to other adventures, like running a spa and a Mm -hmm. farm. And yeah. Okay. Never mind. Okay. So that's what you've been playing. Along with uh, helping me get achievements in WoW, which I will not bore people with the details for. Mildly, <laughs> um, mildly interested. No, we're, I'm just trying to do achievements that you can't get after Cataclysm hits, mm. and that's been kind of fun. Just been doing things that I've never really done in WoW before, so I like. Wait, why that. would they disappear though? Because the world's because changing, the world's changing, and so those much. those dungeons and stuff disappear. Mm. So now I, I mean, did. Oh, at yeah. this point. There's so much level 60 content that is so immaterial. They're just taking it out. Like, Zulgarab is a level 60 dungeon you used to do with 20 people. But at this point, the only reason people ever run it is because two rare mounts happen to drop there. Yeah, so those things will go away. So I'm just trying to get those mounts and stuff. Because it'd be fun uh, to say, hey, I saw this content when I had the chance, and now it's gone. Um, other things I did, I received my copy of Fable 3 this week and left it in the shrink wrap, because I'm still not done with Fable 2. Um, and... Wait, now, are you actually playing Fable 2? I need to. Mm. But I got a couple other games sent to me that I might... Actually, I'll talk about them next week if I play them, so never mind. Um, and by sent to me, I mean purchased. Uh... <laughs> forget when people hear that they might think the publisher sent them and they didn't uh let's see what else can i talk about um is there an iphone game that i picked up Ooh, yes epic to do 
So check this out. Is it a to-do list? It's a to-do list. It's called Epic Win. Oh, that one, yeah. So this is I cool. Um, that one. So I'm gonna I'm going to make an entry in my to-do list and say, talk about this game on the podcast. I'm gonna say it's worth a hundred points of epicness. And it is a feat of strength, stamina, intellect, social, spirit. It's a social strength because I need to talk about it. And I just need to do it once, so no recurrence. Done. All right, now it's on my to-do list. So check this out. I'm going to say I talked about the game, so I've finished it. So I'm going to hold down the button that says finish this uh, this task. Oh, wait. Um, I need sound. Where's my sound? Why is there no sound? Why is there no sound? I don't know. Ugh, the but- press the buttons. Press the right buttons. It's not working. The sound broke. <laughs> the sound is that so important in this game. What an epic demonstration. I don't know what to do now. Your life has no meaning. No. I can recommend a good time management game to you, Chris. <laughs> Hello. Make it go. Well, this game sucks. Nobody should buy it now. <laughs> it broke the sound. <laughs> oh, it's so less important. It's so less fun without the sound. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that later. So anyway, it's a to-do list. It's got um, experience points and levels. As you finish tasks, your character levels up. He gets loot and he progresses on his journey Uh his, basically his quest through the game world. And so basically you're leveling up a character by doing stuff you need to do anyway. So it kind of gives you a good, the, the, the bonus is it gives you that nice good feeling when you finish a task. So it's kind of a little incentivization that, oh, I get to get some more loot for my character. So that is epic win for you. And that's all I've got for this week. What do you got, John? Uh, I've got a couple of them. Um, I have ju- did post the link in chat, but I have just discovered, I went and looked for the uh, PC version of Game Dev Story. I and told I just, you about that earlier in the show. Yes, you I know. I just went looking for it now. and downloaded it. <laughs> um, but yes, I recommend no, this I, great I, game. I've been playing it for like two minutes. <laughs> like, exactly. No, no. I, I was going to say I was going to recommend the um, the um, iPhone version um, because uh, Chris recommended it to me last week, <laughs> and I put a lot of time into it. It's a strangely addictive little game. Um, what else we got? Um, yeah, actually, no. The only other one I'm going to pick for this week is I've been trying to finish my backlog of Super Robot Wars games that I have not finished. Uh, I still have not finished them, which is mildly <laughs> unfortunate, and Jooms is probably going to kill me for it. Oh, really? He's going to kill you for it? He will. Yeah. Oh, I ha- I have, I ha- he said that I had to mention Super Robot Wars as many times as possible in this podcast, and that's the first time I've mentioned it, so he's going to kill me. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't really as many times as possible. But that's okay. Yeah. I would have just hung up on you if you kept droning on over and over about it. So. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I kind of value my, um, you know, I value my future here, so. All right, here we go. I've got sound. Oh, you got the sound. So this is, this is how the game just sounds being in the to-do list. I'm just looking at my to-do list now, and this is the soundtrack. All right, so I'm going to finish this task about talking about Epic Win. And a task has been finished. I got some gold. I got some loot. And my character's traveling along the path. Um, and I've got items. I got a tattoo of incarceration. So there we go. Lots of good stuff. 
My character is earning intellect and a little bit of social now. Oh, oh I got to get to the RPG cast live now to see this. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I guess I can try and show it on the screen. But uh, I want to see your character. What does it look like? It's a dwarf. They've got like four or five different characters. Um, yeah, let's see. Here's my profile. People can see at home. I think uh, he's holding a broom. He needs new equipment, which I will need to find by doing tasks. So how much is Epic to-do list? Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't pay attention to the cost of these games because they're so cheap. Um, let's see. Oh, by the way, did you notice Choo Choo Rocket was out? Oh, yeah, I saw that last night. I was looking to get the uh, game they dev story. Th- they released that on 360, did they? No, on iPhone and iPad. IPhone. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. All right, Epic That's- Win is two ninety nine. Which doesn't bug me, but I don't mind spending money on iPhone games because three bucks is tiny. Um, Choo Choo Rocket is four ninety nine on the iPhone, six ninety nine on the iPad, and it's got an issue: no online play. Oh, that's a shame. That but defeats the purpose. <laughs> it has local it wireless play, so you can play with other people local to you, and it has leaderboards and stuff if you have the iPhone version where they have Game Center. The iPad version will get Game Center, I assume, when 4.2 comes to the iPad later this year. And then you can have leaderboards on that one as well. Um, and it's Choo Choo Rocket. And if you're wondering, how do you choose which tiles to lay? Um, it's based on which direction you swipe your finger. So a down arrow if you swipe down, a right arrow if you swipe to the right. So they seem to handle that pretty good. And uh, it's Choo Choo Rocket. So... Um, unfortunately, it's not Choo Choo Rocket with online, so I don't know what Sega was smoking with that one. Um, so there you go. I still have, I actually still have a, co- a copy of the Dreamcast version of that one. But that's not an so RPG, so I should move on to... Uh, you were done, right, John? Sorry? You were done with your games? I didn't cut oh, you Oh, yeah, there. I was okay. pretty much done. I, I still would heartily recommend getting Game Dev Store. Heartily, you mean? Heartily, yes. It, it sounded like you said hardly recommend. No, no. That would heartily. be bad. Okay, heartily. Heartily go, go, go. recommend. Seriously, it's go like, get it. I don't know. How much is it on your, on your store again? What, 250 I don't know. $2.99? It's, it's, it's worth like, it. I looked last night, it was 4 bucks. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a game that's easily worth 4 bucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if they were ever to release the PC version, I'd pay like 20 or 30 So, um, yeah, three ninety nine for Game Dev Story. So, yeah. 1,062 ratings, still 5 stars. Always a good sign. Paul, what do you got for us? Any picks or voids? Uh, I've been playing the WoW game, but I don't like Patch 4.0, so... Oh, no. Kind of, yeah, I don't That's... really like what they've done, but oh. I'll get back into it. What are you not liking? They changed your character or something? Well, I've been trying to level my Death Knight again, and I don't like the fact that I can't heal myself now. Ah, okay. So now I have to like actually eat. Um, and... Yeah, you can. You just have to be the right talent tree. Oh, I couldn't find it, so I just haven't. Uh... Do you know which tail tree it is, Anna? Can you help him? Blood. Out? Blood. Is it blood? Which is the tanking tree? Tanking. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Go be blood. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> um, my mage is fun, so I've been playing that a little bit. You can have. <laughs> fire is really strong now. Yeah. <laughs> I was a Frostfire Bolt mage previously, so I was kind of emo that I couldn't be a Frostfire Bolt build anymore. Okay, you can be a frost fireball build, but it's now a frost tree build. 
But um, yeah, I ended up going deep fire and scorch while moving is total hacks. It's awesome. Yeah, it's been fun. Awesome. Do all of you guys play WoW? Does, does everyone from RP Gamer play together? No, Me I don't play WoW. Do. We should, but we don't. Yeah, I mean, if people want to join us, Alliance on Draenor. Yeah. Oh, I'm on Alliance on Dark Iron, so maybe I'll move a guy over. Cool. I'm on, um, I think when I played, I was, uh, where the hell was my guy? I think it was the Shatar, actually. You're on the European servers anyways, loser. Yeah, you're a different region, dude. <laughs> yep. That's right, like, play with yourself. It's like trying to play StarCraft with us. doesn't go well unless you buy an American I, uh, version I of the game. I still hate that. I, uh, I'd buy like an American be... copy and then you're good to go, right? I have a I have a well, damn I have a European collector's edition. Damn it! Oh, here's right. the thing that really pisses well, me off. Well, buy the U.S. standard edition. <laughs> is you can't real ID with someone from a different region. Oh, that's too bad. That's stupid. Yeah, it is. I'm sorry. No, uh, all right. So when I start playing WoW, who do I, what what server do I join you guys on? Everybody. Draenor. D R E E N O R. Where me, Michael, and Anna will be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else have I been playing? I've played some Dragon Quest Nine. Um, usually on the car to work, so I only get to play for half an hour, forty minutes. Slowly and, making your way through, then. Yeah, I'm somewhere. I don't know how far. I think I've gotten like four of the collectible things you need to get. I'm in the uh, that school place right now. Ah, yes. Oh, swine dimples. Swine dimples. Yeah. As opposed to Hogwarts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what else? I played some Borderlands this morning. Now that's about it. I've been playing. Are you, yeah. are you playing that new Claptrap stuff? Oh no! I I picked it up for like eight dollars on Steam a while back, so yeah. I've been playing it. I'm only like level twelve, so oh, okay. I don't have any of the DLC yet. Me neither. Yeah. I I actually forgot to mention that I was playing Persona Three because that's my game that I played to and from work. Oh okay. Which ties in so. Slickly with Borderlands. <laughs> no, it's just, he's, he was talking about Dragon Quest Nine. Yes. That reminded me. Well, the characters no, I, in Borderlands was... all play Persona. It's it's part of the story. <laughs> no, not really. Actually, well, was, the guy. Actually... If you notice, there's a guy on the cover of the box art Borderlands shooting himself in the head with his fingers. It ties directly into Persona Three. Terrible. Don't you think? That is true. Yeah. Terrible. I, and yeah, I'm telling you, he's summoning. Yeah, I was I was going to say during my picks, I was actually playing uh, the one most recent one I've been playing was um, uh, the sequel to uh, a sequel to a spinoff, <laughs> sequel to a goddamn spinoff. Um, Final Fantasy ten two two. No, the um, I've been playing Endless Front Super Robot Wars Endless Frontier Exceed, which is a sequel to the only DS game that they've released in the series. Is that um, in Japanese or English? Or? Yes, okay. it's Japanese because Atlas. It's one of the games that Atlas has not brought over. Okay, and uh, myself and um, Jooms are of the opinion that they probably won't. Oh, why is that? Um, I, it, it's just too much time has passed probably since it's been oh, released. Okay. I thought you were going to say it's not very good or something. No, it is pretty good because it improves on the original, and they brought the original over. Ah, okay. <laughs> but uh, and, uh, it seems more along the lines of they're, they're concentrating more on um, like Innocent Sin and stuff. <laughs> they're trying to do whatever they did this year that lo- made them have lots of profit. <laughs> mm, exactly. <laughs> like Demon Souls and whatever. Persona 4 year, not so good. 
Demon Souls, you're pretty good. Figure that out. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's all the other games that they had during the Persona 4 year that was not so hot. <laughs> all right. Oh, well, Atlas, better luck next year. Well, no, they did good this year, so they hopefully good still year. good luck next year. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Where's my damn Persona 5 already, by the way? Don't get done with me. get done with Catherine and start making me a new Persona game, people. I'm ready for that. Uh, all right, Manny, bring us home. Are you? Did you already go, Chris? Yeah. All right. So, um, do you guys like uh, games that are made in Irvine, California? That's a Blizzard game. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, ask me about Diablo three and StarCraft two. Oh, you went to BlizzCon, didn't you? Oh, yes, I geez. did. Goodness gracious, I forgot to cover BlizzCon. How did I do that? <laughs> that was just last weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, um, but you talked about it last week. We talked about it some last week, but I forgot to talk about Diablo 3. Holy crap, Manny, bring us up to speed on Diablo 3, because there's so much that they talked about at that game, and so many little things that are in this in the game. All right. Well, unfortunately, I got sick again. You know, I was sick leading <laughs> up to You just get sick during conventions, don't you? It was terrible. I, I was hell. I, I I was sick right before the week before BlizzCon. And I was like, okay, great, my cold is gone. And then I come back and I get the flu. Oh my god! <laughs> so I've been oh, like man. asleep this whole week. It's it's been terrible. I'm sure you could hear a little bit of my voice. How it sounds a little cracky. Uh huh. So okay, so yeah, um, I'm in the process of finishing up this big write up. I have lots of pictures, but so uh, I played some D3. I tried out the new class, the Demon Hunter. You mean what do you the, guys think uh, of that? the Amazon? The Amazon. <laughs> That's what I call her. That's what she is. She's dual ballistas. How Let's do you pick. reload dual ballistas? That was a question asked last week by John. How do you How do you reload dual ballistas? Seriously. I don't know. The same way you kill mythical demons. <laughs> that doesn't answer the question. Hey, okay, ah. here we go. Here we go. Whenever you see something that you can't explain, a wizard did it. <laughs> but the wizard's a different playable it doesn't matter what did it she consulted with it it's an enchantment oh my brain hurts <laughs> I so, love how that's the thing that hurts your brain I know that's the so, <laughs> out of all the things so how do you like the demon hunter class how's it play it's fast it's very fast it's quick so what do you and, do um, you run around you, and you shoot stuff alright well it is I mean it the way it's designed is like you're supposed to, you know, hang back from the pack, lay some traps in the front. It's, it's um a lot of the strategy is laying some traps down, running away, and then while the enemies get caught on those traps or are getting killed with those traps, you you use either your dual your dual crossbows or big bow, and you're you're throwing out more gadgets like grenades or using a um explosive tip bolo that wraps around and explodes. It's very very fast class. Interesting. I'm, so they combined assassin with uh, the ranged. Interesting. And that's the look too. It does look like it does look like an assassin, mm-hmm. with like a sort of a demon esque sort of flavor. Yeah, they were talking about in one of the panels how that character design started out as an actual demon hunting other demons. Yeah, um, but then people wanted to use like wanted to actually actually uh, melee fight yeah. because they had like these big bulking demon, like, demon arms. arms. Yeah. yeah, I can understand that. And they also wanted this to be like the sexy class. So uh, you, you guys think that pulls it off? Um, she's a bit dark for my taste, but. And I don't mean skin color, I mean just, like, evil. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> well, I figured uh, that might come off wrong. <laughs> but, yeah. She's, she's um, got this aura of um, 
I'm going to suck your soul out from you sort of well, thing I think, going on? I think that they were going for is that this is the class that only cares about killing demons. Like everyone else in this world has like other motivations. Like the barbarians care about their homelands. The the monks and the witch doctors care about their religion. But here, but the demon hunter only cares about killing demons, and that's the only thing they thinks about. So she's more she's more willing to dabble in the dark arts or with actually like demon technology or demon magic to actually get the job done. Ah. So, uh, gosh, chat room. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> oh, God. that totally set me off. All right. So the Diablo three, some of the announcements they had were that, uh, some I think is old news and some new reveals. Uh, <clears throat> so there's no stats that you level up in Diablo three now, right? So there's no strength or magic that you're putting points into. I um, think there is. Well, they said no. So I don't no. know what's going on. You know what I did see was the new trait system. Yeah, they said instead of that, you've got skills and traits. So instead of worrying about putting twenty-five points in a defense, you should put them in the. You get a just a tanking trait. Now, you know that's interesting that you bring that up because now that I think about it, I leveled up quite a few times in that demo, and I don't remember saying plus one point here, plus one point there. Yeah, so it's supposed to be from what I understand from the panels, you've got your skills, which is your normal you know, level up a skill and stuff. It's kind of not looking like the traditional talent tree now. They changed that around a little bit too. And they've got the traits which you take, which kind of customize your character. I'm going to be more tanking class. I'm going to be more damage dealing class, that sort of stuff. So instead of doing it with physical attributes, you're doing it by choosing traits. And also your skills have things called runes, which customize it and can change skills considerably. So oh like, man, let me tell you, I, I was playing, I first when I started playing like the first part of the demo, I didn't really like, uh, I really enjoyed the Witch Doctor, the last time, uh, last BlizzCon 2009. Yeah. But this year, like the sort of the setup they had, they sort of gave it these pre-built characters or maybe mid-level, and I did, I wasn't enjoying the Witch Doctor at all. I thought like, okay. oh, maybe I was wrong, maybe they nerfed the Witch Doctor, he just plays terribly. Mm-hmm. But then I started, I continued playing with that character and I started getting some skill runes and just sort of plopping those into place and... That character became better than I ever could have hoped. It was at one point I had zombie bears. I had like a zombie bear rush. I would summon zombie like, bear rush. <laughs> I would summon zombie bears from the ground, and they would rush through enemies and kill them all. I had awesome. um, a, like there's this new skill called the blow dart, the blow gun. Yeah, I just thought it was crap. I, I hated it. I was like, oh, why did they give this to me? It's like the default skill. Like, it was just terrible. It was so weak. It's like it barely did any damage. But then I got I put like this maybe alabaster skill rune in, and now I was shooting snakes at, through yes. my blowgun. Oh, is that the one that tra- sticks on their face and sucks their it life? It sticks on their face and it stuns them. It was like yes. the best skill. <laughs> That's it was awesome. so good. So I would from a long range I would shoot them with the blow with the snake gun, and then <laughs> I would send out my zombie bears to go kill them, and then I would have all of my it was just so great. Everything it was like the perfect run, and all these skills would drop in. Like I had a uh, four zombie dogs that would be uh, that would every time they would attack an enemy, they would bring health back to me. Oh. So I was like this unstoppable tanking witch doctor, which is you know you're not supposed to be able to tank with a witch doctor. Right? You're supposed <laughs> to be a fragile magic user. But awesome. I was just like I was taking on like maybe twenty enemies at a time with my zombie bears and my like big health regenerating shield and my four zombie dogs and my snakes and it was. Uh, it, you it heard was it here first. Witch po- witch doctor is OP. Gonna have to I'm nerve. good. Let it be over. <laughs> Don't change can, anything, dude. Blizzard. They had like, did you see some of the the frog ones that they could do? Like, you could have rain of toads falling on people, or like a one really big toad that, that eats enemies. Eats them. <laughs> it was so, so awesome. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't play as much. Uh, well, I was trying a lot of people. Like I said, at first, like the basic setups, I didn't enjoy these characters. But once I started playing with these skill runes and sort of changing things up, 
you really can tailor like I was sitting through these panels just like I'm sure you were sitting at home enjoying like I don't know, a nice hot cup of coffee at home in your foot. <laughs> yeah. No. That's some crap. But um the one thing that I pulled away from like the, the level of customization customization in these games are almost staggering. Like most games you think customization is like like they said, it's you think skin color and maybe hair color, right? Or hairstyle. Yeah. But here it's just First, you get to pick what skills you want. Then you get to pick how you augment those skills. And you get to pick what traits you use to augment your main character. And then what what armor and weapons you use and what you fuse into those things and what gems you put into those, into those weapons. And then what weapons you decide to break down and try to make new ones. It's just you really can build absolutely any kind of character you want. Well, it's not so much to say, I want to be a barbarian. So, like, well, what kind of barbarian are you a are you speed barbarian? Are you a tank barbarian? Are you a long distance barbarian? So, how do you feel about the game? Do you feel like it's feeling pretty close to done, or still not finished? Well, it's interesting. Even even like the the it, sometimes I think yes, it's almost done. But then a lot of the things they say it sounds like they have a lot of work to do. Yeah, like the bad. UI for the trait system. They it sounds like they still have to sort of rebuild mm-hmm. and the skill runes. And um, they don't even have a male demon hunter yet. Oh, okay. Well, shoot. Yeah, only the female demon hunter was playable at the show. So we'll so, get this in like 2012? I, I, I want to say 2011 so badly, but a lot of things they say make me think 2012. Yeah. An interesting thing, though, is... Um, Chris, did you see the gameplay panel on Saturday morning? Um. Yes. I did. There were a lot of little interesting tidbits in that one. Like um, sort of the whole new sort of siege. Like this whole like whole act is taking place during a demon siege. Mm-hmm. So wait, I'm just trying to remember. There was so much information there. There was a... Um, we saw some new armor in that one. We saw a demon siege. We saw... I may have the seen new that one. Yeah. Oh, of- that's right. Yeah, and then I think I what I paid attention to was when they were showing like the progression of the trade skill people and stuff like that. Yeah, and the trade system is interesting because that's where they infuse a lot of the character flavor in. Mm-hmm. So, like, based on the character you want to build, to have like quotes or lore built into the traits. So, are you sure about the skill thing? Because that, now that you bring that up, it actually makes a lot of sense. Because I really don't remember putting in numbers. I that's just what they told me in the panel. So I don't know. That that's uh, to my understanding. There's no attributes. You have skills. You have your runes, and you have your traits, and that's and your you items, right? And your skills. And your yeah. items, yeah, of course. Huh. That's interesting. All yeah. right, there you go. I learned something new. I'm glad I discussed this. You played the game. I shouldn't be the one telling you this. I'm sorry. I was too impressed with my zombie bears and snake guns. Well, I would be too with with soul sucking snake guns and stuff. That'd be awesome. Oh, I also tried to keep it. Yeah. Oh, you did. The PvP arenas they talked about. Like, PvP, instead of, you know, just being farmed for PvP while you're trying to do, like, the the story with your friends, it sounds like now you will have PvP arenas that you do PvP in. And you're just basically taking in your leveled character from the main game into these PvP arenas. So expect it to be incredibly unbalanced. Well, they said that they will apply different balance rules to the PvP arenas than the main It game. sounded like they weren't going to balance the PvP, period. No, no. They made it sound like they wanted to make it so they could nerf a skill just in PvP, PvP but not have it ruin your character in PvE. Oh, well, like, that's why they wanted to do the arena system like that. So, like, if you if they're going to nerf a skill, it'll just be while you're in the PvP arena, is what it's. Yeah, they're definitely like. they're definitely 
PVEs first. They don't want anything yeah. to interfere with that experience. That's right. And the, a lot of the PvP nerfs affected your PvE play in yeah. Diablo 2. All I remember is like playing that game, playing PvP for like 10 minutes and dying every five. Yeah. Or every two. It was terrible. It's not a balanced game for PvP. I died so much. Because it's, it's like an MMORPG, except you have this fast progression and these skill systems that are designed to have you destroy swaths of evil. And I just don't think that sort of system lends itself to balance PvP. So it'll be interesting to see what they pull off. And, and Paul um, is watching football. Uh, no, I'm watching the, the NIU Gamecast on ESPN. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are they going to allow uh, respecs in Diablo 3? Uh, that uh, They mentioned it in one of the sessions I was watching. So it sounds like yes. That's good. I was very excited about that. They did uh, patch that into D2, where you have, like, one respect per act. Yeah, something like that. I think there's going to be a lot of these kind of things that you can... I mean, there's going to be a lot better money sinks in this game, so I think you'll have the option to do a lot of that. Oh, and if you're playing hardcore and you die in the PvP, you're dead. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Hardcore truly is hardcore. (laughs) I like that. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Oh, All right. Do you guys have any questions? I mean, I also checked out some of the StarCraft 2 mods, which was interesting. I didn't think there'd be ooh, anything ooh, ooh, StarCraft Tell us about played. Blizzard Dota. I, I played way too much Blizzard Dota. Was it, it was good? so much fun. Yeah. It was pretty good. I mean, for like a little thing that they threw together inside of this game, I mean, the character models look great. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you got, you know, like Sylvanas is in there. We've got some... Um, it sounds got, like they've got a lot of WoW people in there, and they're going to add some Diablo people. Yeah, exactly what it sounds like. And it's actually a lot of fun. I played maybe 4v4 matches, and we, was, we got to these really great matches, some real good stalemates until some people start using their skills. And the progression is really quick. You're always, it seems like you're always leveling up or buying a new ability. Uh, I had a lot of fun playing as Raynor nice. just because I could drop in like nine Marines at any time. So that sort of like pushed the, the balance of power. It, was, it seems like if people really take to this game, they're going to add a lot more characters, maybe add some matchmaking uh, more maps, so uh, for uh, like a little free add-on, I think it sounds. I think it played great. There was also Irish Chef. Did you guys hear about this? I heard about it, but I don't understand how it works. Or um, it's sort of like a competitive. It's a competitive game where there's a uh, four, four prota zealots with little chef hats, <laughs> and um, at okay, the beginning, then? like Chairman Kaga or Chairman. Or I don't know, Zealot Chicago will come out and announce the secret ingredient. Uh, at one point, the secret ingredient was uh, rainbows, double rainbows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's like you're you're on a stick in a little map, and you you take your little character and you go hunting for like ingredients to make these uh, dishes. And you have like maybe a, a five minute time limit to make so you can make the most points. So say I want to make a Zerg fricassee, I'll need hot sauce, I'll need Zerg meat, I'll need some bananas, and I'll need uh, some Vespine gas. Okay. So you go off and you collect those things mm, while see. you're trying to you're trying to get those things before your opponent does, and maybe you can like mess with your opponent, maybe uh, cast a spell on them so they levitate for a few minutes. Uh huh. So you know, a little bit of tug of war. You get back, you get to the base, you cook it, then you go back out. So that kind of thing. I have a it's feeling fun. I it's spend fun. hours and hours with that. <laughs> Why not? It's free, and you can play with all. Of, I could imagine us playing all of us playing this together one day. We should do it. I need to buy and, the um, StarCraft 2 yet. Yeah. Star Jeweled was the most addictive. Star Jeweled. 
It's so bad. Oh, I saw oh, that. Oh, this was the yeah. one you showed me. Yeah, and I was this like, is, I want to play this. You're playing Bejeweled. To get, it's like Puzzle Quest, but tower defense. So you're playing Bejeweled and you get mana to power your, or something to power your tower defense or something, right, Manny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's really like heavy multitasking. So you're on the left side of the screen, you have sort of like your base on the bottom and your enemy's base at the top, and it's 2v2. So you and a partner versus two other people and you're trying to match you know trying to match gems and every time you match gems you get energy which you can spend on basically the only thing that will spawn are like little marines and it's sort of like a like a dota game where they're at a stalemate and you need to summon units and magical abilities to sort of push the balance in your favor uh-huh. and of course with four people doing that as fast as they can it, it gets pretty crazy you have tanks and mutalisks and hydralisks just coming all over the place and and while you're trying to manage the fight trying to think oh no they have tanks i need to summon some air units you still have to be matching those gems to keep your energy up it was really addictive and a lot of fun nice and finally the last one was a uh, left to die which is you know an homage to left for dead ah do you, you remember that you guys you remember that anna you anna and chris you both play this one it's the level where there's zombies that come out at night, and you have to hold your ground, and then a day you go out, and you have to... Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yep, yep, yep. It's basically, you turn that into a two-player game where you guys have to manage resources and help each other out. Oh, okay. Cool. And they have like, special infected Zerg that are like the boomer, or like the... like have the, Instead of a tank, you'll have the stank, which is like a big, gross-looking hydralisk. I mean, ultralisk, and that kind of thing. So Cool. It's pretty straightforward, but like I said, all of these are f- completely free. They'll be out in within a few months, and it seems like a great way just to support the community and show them what they can do. And all of the assets that they're adding to these games will be available for everyone to use and build their own games with. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. And they said they're like doing improvements so people can do uh, inventory management easier, so we can hopefully see more RPGs in StarCraft 2. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm pre- I would love to see like someone take run with the Dota idea and just make a really great RPG with it. Yeah. Be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Anything else in BlizzCon that we should know? Uh, anything else? I didn't see Tenacious D. Oh, that's too bad. I, I watched a concert that online that was pretty good, but... I it skipped was... it so I can play, um, because on the second day, it was just... You did, you, was... okay. You did that one. one. Uh, on the instance, it's funny, they said, anybody who made the choice to go play stuff during the the last session just totally made the wrong choice because that was so fun and exciting and i'm like okay the concert <laughs> yeah but um i watched the concert and it's not it's a tenacious d concert so if you're not into them i mean i'm matter. glad i didn't go because yeah. i had like the best match of that was like the zombie bear one yeah is when so i was during go. the tenacious d yeah. concert i was so happy it was the- yeah uh, the only cool thing that happened there is that the lich king came out to fight the metal um which if you're familiar with the the metal is a character in one of the Tenacious D songs. That doesn't matter. So um, <laughs> you didn't really mention much. <laughs> oh, I saw. Uh, I saw. It was really great. You should have seen this. I saw the Fruit Dealer versus Slayer's Boxer I match. I saw that. That was fantastic. You wouldn't believe the room. I mean, the way it was packed, you would swear it was the opening ceremony. <laughs> it was just, there was like 2,000 people or 3,000 people. It's not even like the main stage. It's like one of the small developer stages. So it's like there's less seats. But it was just absolutely packed. So now you've brought up StarCraft 2. That's the other thing I've been doing this week is watching a lot of GOMTV.net StarCraft 2 tournaments from the Mm. the GSL that's going on over there, which is the tournament that Fruit Dealer won. Um, uh, Spoiler for people who are watching that tournament. um, Got a little bit of results from the second tournament, so turn down if you're actually watching that. You don't want any spoilers for that. Okay, so Fruit Dealer 
is knocked out of the second tournament already. <gasps> yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> so somebody, <laughs> some dude, apparently, and this is the best part. His name is um. Was it by the guy named Boxer? Yeah, his name is Boxer. It's not Slayer's Boxer. It's a dude who named himself after Boxer, who's in the season two tournament. And uh, apparently he studied a lot of Fruit Dealer matches because he destroyed Fruit Dealer by taking advantage of holes in his strategy. So if he's done what the real Slayer's Boxer couldn't do. If you would have watched that match, like it was, like, I did. And then, I, yeah. I, it was funny. I was like watching a football game. It was like two thousand people all scrunched together. There was like at least like maybe a couple hundred standing in the aisles, all watching this one match, and everyone was like rooting for Fruit Dealer. Yeah. Actually, I think everyone was rooting for Slayer's Boxer because Fruit Dealer was unstoppable. Yeah. It was just it was such an exciting match. And then they presented nah, them with a print that. of that wonderful artwork they made to celebrate Fruit Dealer winning season one, which has three of the Zerg um, reimagined as fruit. So. Okay. Um, some other highlights might have been... <laughs> you go find that on the, the Blizzard site. It's kind of funny. It was pretty exciting. I, th- I think some other quick highlights were uh, someone broke their leg during the dance competition. Yeah, oh, we tore... saw that. I have an... Up... Okay, so they got an update on that. He uh, he tore a, a ligament in the knee, so he didn't actually break his leg. So he tore a ligament in his knee, and when that happens, you can't really move your leg right. So yeah, his, it was pretty bad. His he was legs doing, like, in a brace and dance. stuff. Yeah. And he was jumping up and down really quickly. Really yeah. He thought he there broke was a couple yeah, and uh, then you see the the people, the idiots, run up on stage and carry him by holding his broken, supposedly yeah, broken leg. That. <laughs> that was wrong. That's not how you do that. And I could see a lawsuit coming, but um, oh, they had to get him off stage. So there had to be more dances. No, you don't. You don't move somebody like that. That was just so. Blizzard runs this event in house. They don't hire a production company or anything, and it really shows. There's a lot of things in the stream and the audio and things like that. They're just not being done oh, the by clicker people that who have experience. Work. That was like, that was it, like the it's probably the ex- I don't even know if the clicker didn't work. It was probably wireless interference. Who knows? But no, it's just funny. Every com- every panel I went to, like their little oh, clicker to make uh, yeah. the next slide. So everyone's go up got 25 MiFi's open is why, and you're on the same <laughs> frequency. <laughs> Whatever. So, um, any any other questions about BlizzCon or anything other any other cool stuff I can maybe elaborate on? Anybody? I think WoW was like the... Yeah, WoW, WoW didn't was, get too much traffic on this one. It was pretty sad, though, because I, I feel like this should have been like a, a nice WoW show, but then again, who cares? The beta's already out. If you yeah. really care, you can just go home and play it. So they tried to make mm-hmm. it more a Diablo 3 show, but we still have no date for Diablo 3. And no. Yeah, the the two big WoW announcements, they spoiled. They they already they released the video beforehand, and they released the release date beforehand, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was that one thing. That, did you, if you saw the opening ceremony, the one thing that was like... I thought was absolutely terrible was Chris Metzen sort of... Uh, Isn't it awful? What Geek is. The theory is that they replaced another announcement with that. And it was just... It ran so long. Yeah. It was, Geek is. Geek is. I'm like, oh, come on. I get it. You have nothing to show. I was like... <laughs> Geek is figuring out what game announcement you cut to put oh, this in its place. Right? During the closing <laughs> ceremony. You should have seen it. I was sitting in the press section. Oh, wasn't the... Oh, the close... Oh, you went to the closing ceremony? I just went to like the the beginning before the that concert. was awful too. They were they they were sitting there and they were about to said you know you guys it was a great BlizzCon and before we go we thought we'd give you a sneak preview of our next MMO and you should see everyone World got of up Jersey and, Shorecraft yeah everyone that got was everyone terrible. was so excited they got their cameras up and I was like oh man it's here it's here World of Jersey Shorecraft that guy was a comedian and not a good one no it was, so. that was bad yeah. Oh. 
I don't know. Fun times. Fun times. Thank you. That's BlizzCon. And I think that's our show for the week, right? Huh? Yep. I think so. So thanks, everybody, yeah, for we're joining done. us. We're done. We're all going to go play League of Legends or something, probably. Maybe do some Dota. Oh, um, one quick thing. Apparently, there's going to be a thousand beta invites going on for Diablo 3. That's what he said, but I mean, this is the comedian. I don't know if I can trust him. Mm. And well, it was I'm going guessing... out to BlizzCon attendees only, so... Great. Well, they will come on. Like they wouldn't give one out to to Anna or you. Well, maybe, but the point being that that was Hi. that's what that announcement was for. It was they were giving it to BlizzCon attendees. So okay, great, yay, hmm. oh, yay! All right, so yeah, Blizz- Diablo three beta at some date. So if it's like the StarCraft beta, it'll be two years from now. So <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm a, 2012. That's what it sounds like. More and more, 2012. Very sad. Well, who knows? And 2012 is you... the earliest they will announce their fourth IP, so that's great, too. Wait, um, really quickly, do you, have, you guys have any idea how big the D3 team is? No. No. Do you? I wish I knew, because then I could think, like, well, there's that many people working on multiple things at the same time. I assume they do a lot of team sharing, actually. But they do say some interesting things, like uh, like at this point, like all of the armor sets for like the wizard is done. They're not gonna make, they're not gonna change or fix it or make anything new. What's done for the wizard is done. Yeah, which is useless info unless you know the entire scope of what they're making for the game. But, yeah, so they say these things and make you think like, oh, all right, it seems like they got a lot down. And then they're like, oh wait, yeah. they still have to work on all of this stuff, which who knows how long that'll take. So, moral of the story is we all want Diablo three out sooner, except a couple people on the show who don't care about it. And in the, in the meantime, we'll, we'll play Blizzard Dota. We'll play Blizzard Dota and whatever else. And I get a hold of Blizzard Dota anyway. It's not out yet. It'll, oh, be, the, it? it'll oh. be the last of the four maps that's released. So, and they'll, they'll be rolling those out within the next couple of months. Yeah. So thank you everyone for joining us. Go check your StarCraft 2. Watch for those maps. Play some League of Legends. Get ready for your Dota skills. And um, oh, by the way, play some Fable 3 and some of the other games that came out. And this Game week. Dev Story. Don't forget that one. Game Dev Story. And you know what else came out this week? I should probably announce to you before you leave. Um, sometime this month, Cthulhu Saves the World is supposed to come out. I don't know when that's going to be. Um, and sometime this week, as in like two days from now three days from now, Ease Oath and Felgana comes out. So if you've been waiting for that remake of Ease 3, that's coming right up for you. So that should give you something to do while you're, because we're in that season when all the games come out and you're going to have to stay on top of it. You're going to get done with them all. So go do that and then go pre-order your uh, limited edition of Super Mario Brothers All-Stars for the Wii. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, John. Thank you, Paul, who just had to step out. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Manny. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, chat room. Come join us every week um, at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, until we change the time for a little while so we can get Michael back on the show. But we'll have to figure that out, too. So until then, goodbye, everybody, and send us in your podcast address. Or your podcast. Your address for the prizes for Extra Life. Not your podcast address. Send it to podcast at rpgamer.com. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm smooth. Bye, everybody. All right, then. Bye. I'm off to read the latest wild book. The Shattering.